Welcome back to the Blue Pod, recapping the Western Bulldogs game. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by Maddie. Maddie, we are never not doing this pod. Oh, in We're the words done. of our Captain Cripper, the Blues are back, baby. Woo! I think that was a couple <laughs> years ago he said that, so it's only taken a little bit of time to get there. It's a good one, though. It's so good. Two zip for the first time in 10 years. Yes. Amazing. What a start. It's like everything we asked for, isn't it? We're positive. Yep. We've had some really good wins. Yeah. It's everything I hoped for but didn't necessarily think would happen. I'm going to give full disclosure to the Blue Crew who are listening to this podcast. Maddie is hungover because we're dusty. recording this on Friday. <laughs> and he celebrated the win like you should. Yeah. Well, one of my best mates is a doggy supporter and we went to the game last night. That's even sweeter. And um, One of my best mates is too. It's glorious, yeah. isn't it? So I'm not in my maybe my best form but I am soldiering on on behalf of the Blue Pod and the Blue Crew. Good, good. We're <laughs> pleased to have you here in whatever form you are, Maddie. All right. If you're new to the Blue Pod, welcome. Good to have you here. We always do a four-quarter performance on the Blue Pod. In the first quarter, we talk about the selection for the game, some key stats, and a general overview of highlights and scores. In the second quarter, we discuss the players, the best, worst, and in between. And in the third quarter, we talk. We do our coaches box segment and take a look at it from the coach's perspective. This week with a new man in the chair, so that could be an interesting... Ashley Hansen, yeah. yeah. And in the fourth quarter, we do our fun segments, the buzzword game, the mailbag, and some blues news. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get into recapping this game. First quarter, Maddie. I don't want to waste too much time on selection because I want to talk game, but selection was interesting with Chera being a late out. It was, and I was really disappointed that we didn't think about Fogg replacing Martin. As soon as his name was mentioned, I'm like, oh, that it's a, sort of an obvious Look, choice, but we like overlooked I might him have a bit. Said it. Oh, okay. Let's I'll, go back and check, but yeah, maybe I'm rewind wrong. Rewind the tape. I'm giving myself credit where credit's not due. So Fogg came in, and obviously Walsh came in. Yeah, good, good. Could uh, switcheroo the old Walsh for Chero. Pretty handy, isn't it? Pretty handy. Do you think Walsh was ready or do you think they, they rushed him back after the Chero news? Well, now that I've watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I think he was ready. Well, we'll come to that. I feel like it was Walsh's worst 30-plus possession game. So Ooh, okay. the worst of a great game. Yeah. He, he still played very well. Nothing else of interest in, on the selection of the team. I, I, that was It was pretty much unchanged apart from the force changes. Yeah, so there wasn't much else to discuss. Uh, and I don't think we had any injuries or anything like that during the week either, which was nice. No, unfortunately, OMAC during the game, which will be interesting for next week. Yep. We'll come to that. So any stats that jump out of you from the game, Maddie, as we get started? Oh, you've put me on the spot. Uh, what about yourself? I'm going to pull them up now in front of me and just go down and have a look at them. I mean, we dominate disposals again. Our midfield is yeah. on top, isn't it? It's well and truly. But interestingly, both teams had incredible disposal efficiency and what I loved about the game was it was high quality on both sides. We beat a really good opposition. We did. It was definitely a step up from the Richmond game in terms of yeah. class and quality, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, incredible. Inside 50s equal, disposal efficiency equal. Um, we dominated them in the hitouts. Uh, Pitto had a really good game Pitto in the ruck. had a great game. And TDK did a bit of rucking as well. They both played really well. That's working really nicely. In clearances, we just had the nudge, 39-32, but it was even out of the centre square. Really, then, I would have thought we we got on top of them centre square. That's yeah, fifteen all out of the centre. Then other than that, it was all it was all pretty even. Just besides the fact that we generally had more disposals and possession than them throughout the game. Yep, yep, and less fifties uh, in our favour this week. Which yeah, no no excuses on fifties. Somehow managed to win without them. No, I can't see anything else in there that sort of really jumps off the page. It wasn't there wasn't sort of any sort of obvious. 
like last week against Richmond, we just had that absolute domination mm-hmm. out of the middle and we still did well in the midfield, but it was, there wasn't anything quite as obvious this week, was there? The free kicks ended up being exactly 19 all in the end. So pretty even, except, well, except on the scoreboard and the scoreboard was pretty even and jumping ahead, but we were lucky that the Bulldogs didn't take their chances right at the end there. It was quite a close game. They had a lot of shots at goal oh at the end, didn't God. they? Oh, my God. Let's talk about the game then. Uh, it started exactly as you'd want it to. It was Cripps, oh. Walsh, Kerno goal. 20 seconds or something Bang. like that? Yeah. Oh, what a start. Wasn't that amazing in the first quarter? And it was good, I think, for Charlie to get on the board early, which set him up for what was Charlie being back in action. Oh, how good did he look this week? So good. Love to see it. But we started well. I thought the Bulldogs were actually lucky to be as close as they were at the first quarter break, which was it was 25-32. Luckily, Norton missed that free kick right on the quarter time siren from that rubbish free kick against oh, Weeders. That was. Soft he as got well. a few unlucky ones against him. Can you him, imagine if Harry got Weeders? treated hell? I know. Like, it's just a joke. I thought we were really on top and the Bulldogs were lucky to even be that close. We came out with really good intent. Harry got a goal. Charlie got a goal. That's how you want to start it. TDK did a nice tackle inside 50. Cripps did a huge tackle and goal inside 50 and set the tone. And I can just sum up Cripps as a captain with one play that occurred in the first quarter. Yeah. He's bleeding from his face. His pants are down and he got the ball out. (laughs) (laughs) Still got the handball away. Still got the handball away. It was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So um, Kennedy did a classy goal. All the players that have been bobbing up and Charlie and Harry, who didn't have as big of an impact last week, but bobbed up in that first quarter. And I thought we started with great intensity and really set the tone. Durden laid a really really nice tackle inside Ford 50. I just thought from the get-go, I thought, okay, we're on. Hopefully we can continue with this form. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good start and it was good to keep like sort of pick up where we left off from last week, wasn't it? Yeah, really nice, but not as nice as the second quarter, <laughs> which was fantastic. Future Coleman medalist Patrick Cripps. <laughs> no. Cripps kicks Has he missed goal. yet? I don't know if he has. Yeah. He lined up and got another lovely goal. Harry got a goal from Cripps pressure. TDK took a brave mark and then we played on to advantage and got a goal. Charlie kicked another. We had some really nice run out of the back line, Williams to Kennedy, low lights of the second quarter. Oscar McDonald had a couple skill errors. I mean. Yeah, at least this week, I mean, we'll talk about it individually, but he was better airily this week than he was last week. But he, yeah. Yeah, there was that one, was it the second quarter where he like kicked the ground and almost missed the ball? Was that the second quarter? Uh, Must have been. because I, I think so. So Because he was off from the third. I wonder so. if that's how he hurt his back. <laughs> My God. So he got the ball, he smothered it and he shanked it. So there were two just terrible skill hours from him. But let's not focus on the less exciting things when there was so much good. I thought Gov did a really nice kick to space to sauce on the wing, created another opportunity up forward. Charlie uh, kicked it on the 50 to McKay at the top of the square for that nice goal. Yeah, that was a good bit of play, wasn't Which it? It was really nice. O'Brien got a goal from throwing his head back. He, the, what, the week before, I didn't mind it. Yeah. The that, one this week was a nah. bit, of, bit of mayonnaise on that yeah. one, wasn't there? So much mayo Lathered thick. <laughs> well and truly. I, when it initially happened, I thought, oh, good, you know, that great free. And then they replayed it and I was like, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. The, uh, no arguing with the umpires philosophy that's going on this season definitely yeah. gets tested on those doesn't they you, still, yeah. you see the player standing on the mark just like looking at the screen really, shaking his head yeah forced to bite that tongue i think we just had to do that a few times during the he game he did yeah but the second quarter i thought patrick cripps my god he stood out to me like that uh, of course he stood out to everyone had, had an amazing eye. first half though didn't he it was phenomenal and in this second quarter we were just on it was team defense there's been all this talk about the selflessness and playing for each other and you could really see it everyone was hungry across the ground i've got a list of players who are impressive Saad did a steal midair like 
it was basketball and just yep. streamed forward. But the Bulldogs hung around. They got they got a goal late and, and they weren't completely put away by any extent, but it was a really strong quarter and all our players who usually stood up well and truly did. Cripps was determined. The Rucks were playing well. The Fords were playing well. The pressure was there. I loved what I was seeing. It was really good. And I thought that the Doggies actually got a bit fortunate with a few of their calls by the um, umps that I hope you're at the, as well. at the ground. Matt was at the game and I wasn't. So this is truly the first time we've talked. <laughs> I watched at home, put it on my projector so I could see it nice and big. So they definitely had they definitely had a few things going their way that quarter and we still managed to pull out to a huge lead. But we sat down at halftime and my mate's doggy supporter said, we'll play a good 20 minutes. Like, you can, you watch. We did it the other week. We always play like a good yeah. patch. It will be coming. And he was right. And he was right. So in the third quarter, uh, the doggies really came out and you could see they really had an intent on trying to turn things around. And it gave me a little bit of PTSD from last year's game against the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do too bad though. So it was four goals to two. So we did manage to, you know, sneak a couple back yeah. and hang around, but it did feel like we had lost the ascendancy there. Yeah. It ended up being we were down by about three goals, 18 points at three-quarter time. Yeah, but isn't it nice? They were definitely on top, but we had a few moments where we responded. We didn't have these run of goals against us like last year. We got a couple against the flow. We, no, and you can see them trying to control it. Yeah. And, yep, a bit yep. more maturity in how to, how to how to handle that. Now, we're still working very hard. They were really getting behind the ball. They did seem to tire towards the end of quarters. Yeah. And the dogs just in general looked like a very quick team. It's when they looked most dangerous against us, I thought the dogs, yeah. a few times their midfield got away from us with their yeah. speed. Yeah. But other than that, uh, we hung around. Then going into the last quarter, it was sort of similar to the third quarter. The doggies were on top, just could not put us away though, could they? Thank they God for just that. could not close the gap. They missed a lot of shots. Granted, all those shots were from a fair way out. Four posters right at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Kerno, I thought, was just amazing in that second half. It, oh, yeah. But the big one, I think... Important goals when necessary. We want to talk about stepping up. Manny Candy's last quarter, 14 touches. Oh, my God. Amazing. Just absolutely... Determined. Oh, just unbelievably. Tenacious, just, as you said last yeah, week. Yeah, his, his, uh, his early season form is just crazy good, isn't it? Is it is crazy good. Good call, excellent uh, call, sausage call. Get in there. Uh, but I was really proud of the way they all hung on. And then you sort of knew once we got to the last three minutes and we still had that few goals, two or three goals lead, we knew we were going to hang on. I was on nervous and, right and up until the, the three-minute mark. I just should yeah. mention Charlie's goal in that last quarter from the pocket. Yeah. Wow. Where were you sitting? That was beautiful. Uh, we were on the wing. We were sort of behind it, that yeah, one. So that it was, was we had a pretty good view of it. Absolutely amazing. Even his um, snap over his shoulder on the left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was crazy. It was just it was nice to be able to see him bob up and settle it. And Harry was great too. Oh, both of them. Uh, two goals, only goals kicked in the last quarter were both by Charlie. So it's good to see it all working out up forward. How when the game dreamed. was on the line, yeah. Charlie uh, turned up. We finished the game. We win by 12, score over 100 and hang on. And it was nice to see us. It's a different win to last week. This week we had a lead that we had to defend. Yes. Last week we had to come from behind. Come from behind. And so different, 100, different game. 100 points two weeks in a row. Love that. Which is nice. Wins two weeks in a row, 100 points two weeks in a row. That always used to be the big thing, didn't it? Oh, King Carlton kick over 100. Yeah, not a problem anymore. We love playing the doggies, don't we? I feel like we always turn it on. We do generally play well against the doggies. There was a few annoying players on the doggies team. Yeah. Ed Richards. Did you see them? Oh, he was giving it and every player was giving it to him. He was lined up on Lockie a lot. He's a, uh, yeah. Is he the one? Lockie at, um, was it the three quarter break? Yes, it was a three quarter break. Lockie did that beautiful corralling on the wing. Yeah, that was, it. yeah, and gave it back to yeah. him. Yeah. That was a nice moment from Lockie. Um, good to see those little moments when he can be a bit maligned. <laughs> he certainly can. Certainly can. All right, Maddie, that's generally the overview. How good were you feeling at the end of the game? Oh, 
Is it going off at the stadium? I had had a few and I may or may not have been giving it to the doggy supporters as they started walking out of the you stadium. <laughs> uh, Good call, excellent call, sausage call. That's fine with me. I wasn't really giving to them, I was just celebrating. I had some elderly lady from the doggies team. You're not team. giving it to an elderly lady. I wasn't giving it to her, I was just celebrating and we were just sort of not on the aisle and she leaned over to me and said, you almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in check. Yeah. I feel like Classic Carlton's boys were all massively up and about, but we have reason to be. Two wins over Richmond and Bulldogs. First time in years we've started the season so positively. We had adversity leading into this game. We did. It was nice to prove it against a quality opposition. I think everyone knows that Richmond's on the slide a little. Yeah. So it was really good to be able to... Do it against last year's grand finalists. Yeah, and with Voss at home, you know, with his camera behind the goals uh, and Hanson stepping up, even shuffling the decks in the coach's box and on the field, we're not a one-man show anymore. No, it's just everyone seems to be playing their roles and it just seems to be working so well at the moment. It was fantastic. All right, Maddie, let's go into the second quarter and talk about the players. Yes, I want to talk about all the players. Let's do it. Kick us off. Who do you want to start with? Well, Captain Cripper again. Yeah, you can't not. Unbelievable. 35 Ridiculous. touches, two goals. Can't miss a set shot. It's amazing. He's running around like the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Last week he went through two jumpers. This week he runs around like the mummy. Yeah. Nothing can stop him. He, especially his first half, he was just incredible. Silly. Yeah. It was silly. It was just, amazing. And the doggies did a really good job of stopping us getting that forward momentum from centre clearances that we talked yeah. about last week. We yeah. got a couple, but generally they, they blocked that off. So it made it a lot harder for us to burst out of the middle. Yeah. But he is just looking so fit and he's covering so much ground, isn't he? Oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic to see. It does make you wonder what he was carrying previous seasons because he's back. Well, he's, broken back pretty much, I think. Yeah, it was, wasn't is it? that what it is? Pretty, because he's yeah. well and truly back to his best. It's, it's so fantastic to see. Probably six Brownlow votes in his pocket, you'd have to guess. Yeah, yeah. I, would love, I haven't looked. I would love to see what his Brownlow odds are. They must have come in a long yeah, I'm way. I'm wishing I'd put something on him at the <laughs> start of the season. Just phenomenal game. He was, And he's so determined. He's such an inspiring leader when he's out there with his actions. How could you not want to play oh, him when he's doing that? When, uh, who was it? Someone got hit. I think it was Walsh. He sort of got a pretty big tackle put on him and he yeah. got put on his back. And I think he was a bit winded. And everyone was just sort of standing around. The next thing you know, Cripper's come flying in Good. to fly the flag. That's what you want to see. And you'd for the love captain. to have that as a teammate, as your captain, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you would. I love that. Yeah, he was a beast, amazing, my best on, and the Bulldogs couldn't really do much about it. So, yeah, fantastic to see another player who, again, the midfield. Well, I'm start start there, Kennedy again. Fantastic. Oh, another amazing game. Kennedy, 31 touches, one goal, and really rose up in that last quarter when, yeah. when we needed him to. He's just reached a vein of form I never expected. There was even a point in that last quarter where we, we every time we tried to move the ball out of defence, they would chop us off. Yeah. And then we had a couple skill errors, and I think one was from Lockie and one was from Setters. So it didn't cost us a goal, but just stopped us from being able to move the ball forward. And I'm like, oh, we just can't get the ball out of here. Yeah, we were struggling. Candy took a big mark. Uh, yes, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I'm yep. just like, oh, thank God thank someone God. finally stepped Someone's up. Someone's doing it, yeah. But he is having one hell of a season. Amazing. His goal was super classy. Yes, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. As soon as he got it, I knew he'd kick it. It's, he's he's always good for a goal, isn't he? It's fantastic to see these midfielders who are also uh, impacting the scoreboard. Hewitt, 
Amazing. 32 touches. Yeah. They sent him to the Bont for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I heard that yeah. in the press conference. So 32 touches and a negating role. Yep. And there was a few times where he must work so hard. Like he just bobs up in the back line. So it's like yeah. contest a ball and all of a sudden you're like, oh, is that, is that Newman? You know, oh, no, it's Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. He does look like Newman. <laughs> Durden was in the back line at times too, putting on pressure. That's why I love to see everyone's – you don't have this moment where there's a turnover. You see our players, and I'm sure you saw it at the ground even more, yeah. running and going and well, They, they push up so hard. The amount of times you see like Newman and Doherty up on the half forward flank defending, yeah. trying to lock the ball in. It's great. But once again, the midfield just back on top. And what about Lockie? What do you think of his game? Lockie, Lockie O'Brien. I thought it was better this week. He, apart from the, the acting and throwing his head back, and he still had moments where he butchered it. He's still not where I want him to be, but he did have that fantastic tackle that we talked about on three quarter time. He had an impact. Yeah. I would persist with him. I'm a fan of Lockie. I think he's doing well. I thought he had a good game. I thought he had the sort of game that we were hoping he would have after the preseason. 25 touches. He was busy. And one thing that gave me a bit of hope going forward, there was two and one was the tackle we mentioned on Ed Richards. And the other was in that last quarter when he did stuff, the kick up trying to get it out of the defensive 50 to Silvani on the wing. Yeah. When they got the ball, the doggies, and kicked it back into the their forward line, Lockie went back and sat in the hole, which Good. I thought was something Good. he wouldn't have done yeah. previously. Another so. moment I liked from him, actually, Trelaw in the first quarter or the second quarter, definitely the first half, was running into an open goal. No one I, on this TV screen, no one was anywhere near. And then you saw Lockie sprint across from the left of screen. He'd obviously put in a huge effort. Trelaw still got the goal, but busting his gut to put some pressure on the kick. I really liked that. I thought he had a good game. If he can start stringing some games like that together, I think it will go a long way to cementing his spot in the team. Before we move on from the midfield, we have to talk about Walsh properly. Oh, what's in the Moses? Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I gave him a slight knock at the start. I thought he butchered the ball a little bit, but by Walsh's standard, I'd take Walsh butchering the ball and getting 30-plus disposals over most other players. Anyway. I know what you mean, though. Like, he wasn't sort of bursting out of pack. Oh, he had a few out of the centre where Cripps firmed the ball. Batman though, didn't and he? Robin back yeah. together. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> he had a really good game. He knows how to rack him up, though. He's a very good at the old one, yeah. too. He's a yeah. pro midfielder, isn't he? I thought he had a bit less impact with his touches than sometimes he usually does and with his running. I still thought he was fantastic, a ridiculously good game coming back from injury, but perhaps just a 1% off for his usual brilliance. He didn't – he normally gets a running goal or has a few looks. He had one look at goal, but he sprayed it. Out on the full, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he really wanted all of those moments, so he was really trying and really pushing, but I think he just needed a game to – next week he'll, he'll have an, even more of a blinder, I'm sure. Still, 34 touches. He probably surpassed my expectations, I thought, oh, coming yeah. back. No, yeah. he was fantastic. Now, we have to talk about the forward line. Oh, everyone yeah. in the forward line had a great game, I thought. Charlie Kernow, I think we have to dwell on him for yes. a moment. Charlie, he's wow. back. Wow. Five goals? Five goals straight, I think, as well. Phenomenal. That yeah. snap when he first kicked it, I think he didn't. He did a bit of a harry, didn't go back, didn't wait, snapped. I think he just needed to get the mental demon away and then he, he from then on he was on. Athletic, leaping at everything. Oh, and the finishing, even from Harry as well, but to kick five goals straight, some of them were tough chances. Yeah, it was fantastic. The two of them seem to have a bit of chemistry going between them as well. I'm like, really liking the way that they're working together, even with um, Tom DeConning. You know, one will yes. be up on the wing yeah. and then they'll kick it to the next guy and they'll kick it to the next guy. And there's yeah. 
We didn't see sauce so much. Well. Against, yeah, sauce. All those guys working together. We didn't see yeah. so much against last week against Richmond, but I thought this week maybe we exposed the doggies a bit for height. But yeah. you could see with the passages of play, we just moved it from one forward to the next to the next yeah. to the next. And TDK started really strong, faded perhaps a little bit, but really good game from him as well to present that option. Yeah, he wasn't bad. But yeah, Harry and Charlie, super exciting. They they didn't bob up as much last week, so it was awesome to get nine goals between them this week. They looked awesome, and how a team's going to stop that? Yes, it's great. It's it's a really tough combination, even with like you say, Jack bobbing up, and the midfield getting goals. Jack was good. Yeah, he was really good. Really important. Yeah, he had a few really good moments. There was that one where he was on the wing, where it was pretty much like one on three, and he won the ball. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty much right in front of us. Back Jack to just put in that pressure. And I was like, "Don't worry, he'll win it." The Bulldogs fans were loving you. They were. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fantastic. And the, the only person who disappointed me a little bit in the forward line was Owies. Oh, I thought I didn't mind Owies oh, this really? week. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't anything special. I if I thought he had a few nice little setups where he oh, okay. assisted players and did, did some good work or he contested a ball in the air, which brought it to ground and let someone else to score. Maybe I'm being harsh on him. I, Durden was a bit quieter this week. Yeah, yeah, he, he was quite. He was a little. He was, he was on pressure. Busy, he was busier early and then he sort of faded out. He's always putting on pressure. But I mean, as a small forward, it's hard to. Bob up every week. But I was slightly yeah. happy with Owies. Although the goal Owies kicked, so he kicked a goal finally. Good. It was. Did you see the one? That was off TDK. TDK. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When TDK did that super mark, TDK must have. Got a free, yeah. And Owies took it and played on and chipped it from the pocket. Yeah. I'm like, oh, when he oh, – I can't – yeah, if he'd missed that, I would have been filthy. Oh, TDK kind of got up after having a whack ready to go back and have his shot and then the umpire's like, no, nah, gold. Yeah. Okay, it's all over. But anyway, good to see him take the opportunity. <clears throat> I didn't think always was too bad. I was really happy with all the forward line helpers this week. So yeah. you got Jack Fisher I thought had a really yeah, good Fish game. Yeah, Fisher was good. I thought Fish was good too. Always – as I said, I thought Durden was a little bit quieter. Fog was, you know. I didn't think Fog yeah, was great. Nothing he had special. a few opportunities. Um, Harry crushed the pack early in the game. And yeah, and he was running in. Running in, and he missed it. And I'm like, yeah. come on. Did a, uh, you gotta, did you a Mark Pittnet. Yeah. <laughs> we can understand it more from Pitto, the big, the big guy. Yeah, I mean, Fogarty did what you'd expect him to do. He was laying tackles and handballs, and he was working pretty hard, but he didn't, um, didn't jump off the page at you, did he? No, definitely not. I thought Saad was excellent. Saad, really good. Williams had a better game. Yeah, I was going to bring up Williams. I yeah. thought he was actually pretty good. He did a really important kick. When was it? I think it was in the fourth. Uh, who was it too? I can't think off the top of my head, but opening it up and doing what you want him to do from the back line. And He's really precise. Sometimes Williams' use of the ball, while Saad's a good, very penetrating kick, I think Williams yeah. is a lot more creative. Yeah. Williams seems to be the one that spots the, the a kick that can open it up. Speaking of that, I thought Gov was really good too. Really good. Dropped a couple marks, but he was very good again, wasn't he? You could he? just tell he was determined. Like yep. he really wanted to win this game, which I loved. He gave away a couple of clumsy frees. Got a little angry, didn't he? Got a little angry, but he was on the edge. He was playing <laughs> on the edge. Yeah. And what do you think about Ruckman? What do you think about the big fellas? Oh, I think Pitto had an awesome game. I think TDK was good too, but I thought Pitto was really good. Really, really dominated good. in the ruck. Yeah. Uh, Tim English, one of the better Ruckman getting around at the moment. Yeah. And I was very impressed with hitouts and yeah. uh, Pitto's everywhere. Yeah, he was yeah. playing defense at one point. He went <laughs> backwards and picked up a player Did so that Gov watch? so that Gov could get free. They worked it free. I was watching wow, this little okay. triangle happen. I'm like, oh, so Pitto's playing man on man defense. Wow, unexpected. and then yeah, and then you know, five minutes later, there he is up in the forward line. Like Amazing. he's just everywhere. But he's also getting involved with the taps. He's following it up. He's following it at a ground level, and sometimes it's Pitto who picks it up and dishes it out to Cripps. It's fantastic. It does seem to be working having all the ruckmen in there. And there was, I like it. We are tall. I was a bit nervous. There was one center bounce where we had Sauce. 
Harry, Charlie, Pitto, all in the forward line. And I think I can't remember who the smalls were, but I was like looking at them all going, gee, there's pretty much not a single crumber there. But it it's been out. working so far, hasn't it? Well, the, the big tools are putting on pressure in the Ford 50. TDK, Harry, a few really nice tackles. So if they continue to do that and you have got dirt and buzzing around, maybe Motlop will come in one day. Yeah. It seems to work. Anyone else you want to discuss before we get to the votes? No. Uh, the only people we haven't discussed is the back line. Uh, Ollie Oscar mm. was looking, as I say, skill, some skill errors, but I thought was looking better in the air this week when he wasn't having well, a man a big forward. Thought, was, no, no. Yeah, you thought he was good one-on-one, but his field kicking not so yeah. strong, which, oh, the skill errors are There was a few bad me. ones, wasn't there? Um, and what do you think of the Waiters game on Norton? So he did pretty well. Norton had a few yeah. chances, but Nort- Norton's a very good player and you got some rubbish freeze, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just did a good job. Uh, uh, and when Plowman come on, came on, what did you think? Uh, he was undersized, but Plough did what he always does. He's yeah. he's pretty smart, Plowman. Yeah. Like he puts himself in the right spots and normally when we all groan and moan about him, it's normally because he's done some dodgy kick or something yeah. or he, maybe he gets beaten on a sprint or something like that. But generally he always gets – Pretty reliable. He gets in the right spots and does the right team things all the time. Yeah. The back line still makes me a little bit more nervous than other areas of the game. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. If that was the back line last week with Bolter, Rewalt yeah. and Lynch and you had Plowman coming on replacing McDonald, you would have been concerned. Really concerned. Really concerned. All right. Let's get to the BNF votes. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, Maddie. Uh, do you want to kick us off this week? Yeah, so I'm sort of doing mine on the fly because I forgot to write them down, but I sort of the know what I'm going to do. Again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, we'll forgive you. I'm going to go in a similar vein to last week. I'm going to go three votes for Paddy Cripps. Yep. Then I'm going to go two votes for Matt Kennedy. Uh huh. Two votes for Kerno. Yep. Okay. Two votes for Harry. Interesting. What am I up to? I think I'm up to nine. Yeah, you've got one left. Uh, and I would have loved to have given out a heap of votes to everyone else. Uh, there would have been lots of people because I really liked Fisher's game. I liked Silvani's game. Yep. You know, I don't know if Lockie deserved a vote, but, you know, I was, I was just Walsh, happy he improved. Hewitt. Yeah, all of them. So Sad. I think my last single vote, I'm going to go to Hewitt yeah. for the job he did on the bond. Yeah, and he collected a bunch himself. Yeah, so it was three Crips, two each for Charlie, Kerno and Kennedy. Um, Kennedy and one to Hewitt. I think that's a fair fair vote. All right. Uh, my votes, I went three to Crips as well. Yep. I voted in a similar way to last week myself in terms of allocation. I went two to Charlie. Yeah. And then I've scattergunned my five again. Oh, I know. I thought about doing that. I almost thought so about going three people. Crips and one to everyone else. But yeah, yeah. There's just so many people that deserve to mention, but I thought Crips best on phenomenal and then Charlie was a cut above again and just so good to see him back. Yep. Um, my other five votes, one to Kennedy – one to Harry, one to Sauce, one to Hewitt, and one to Saad. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so I thought Walsh was unlucky to miss out, and I thought Gov was unlucky to miss out, and Pitto. I thought oh, it's hard when we have well. good wins, isn't it? You wish you had about 20 votes to hand out. I'm happy to have that problem everywhere. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. All right, we'll have to update the Blue Pod BNF leaderboard on our Instagram. My God, we've got far into an episode without me plugging the Instagram or the Twitter. Oh, and we didn't get Walshy in the votes? Walshy I just realised. Oh, Tosh. Let me oh. plug the.bluepod on Instagram, the Bluepod on Twitter, the Bluepod on TikTok, where we post our BNF votes. I can't believe Walshy didn't make it. Oh, neither can I. Anyway, it's I've tough. written here Walsh unlucky, but I really thought about it. He played well, but I just didn't think he impacted necessarily as much as some of the others. But well, when you got two key forwards kicking four and five goals each, and yeah. Cripps kicking two goals, and Kennedy, Kennedy having amazing. thirty-one touches and a goal, it's yeah, it's 
What can you do? What it's can tough you do? to get in there. All right, Maddie, should we jump into the third quarter and talk from about the coach's box? Do it. You could have run and intercepted that first goal or second goal when it was, and you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That's bloody right. Amazing. Do you think Ash Hansen took that approach this week? He's a very calm and collected guy, Ash Hansen, isn't he? I was impressed he? with him. Yeah, he was good. He was good. I reckon he'll, he'll get a senior coaching gig in, in due course. Hopefully not too soon. We'd like to hang on to him for a few years. Yeah. Did you watch his presser? I've listened to it. I didn't watch him, but I listened good. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. impressed with him. And I, I was like impressed with Vossi empowering him. Oh, I know. So good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just trusting everyone. and That's what a good leader does. And I think he couldn't have, it would have been tempting for him from home to try his fingers in every pie, but he just said, you know, you guys do it. I'll. I'll give you feedback when I need to. Yeah, and the confidence everyone would get from that result. Huge. Absolutely huge. All right, Maddie, what are your coach's box observations this week? Uh, oh, we touched on one earlier, but I was really liking the way we were linking up our forwards and their spacing. Yep. So yep. you'd often see someone marking one our defence and they'll kick to another. Like Harry took a lot of lead up marks on the wing. Yeah. So um, Sauce was there a bit. Sauce was also was there. Charlie? Charlie didn't seem to lead up as yeah. much, but he did it. He did it a little bit as well. And then... What I loved about it is they swivel around and when they get the kick it into 50, we still had a forward inside 50 to target. Yeah. So I was loving how that was working. So much better than the bombing it into 50 last year. Like there's actually oh, so a much link. better. We have purpose when we're moving up the ball forward. Yeah. We haven't seen any of that runoff half back that we talked about so much in the preseason yeah. again. It was very slow, deliberate movement. But also we had the ability, I felt, to go fast when we had the momentum and wrestle it back and go slow when we didn't. Control the game a bit control more. Control the game. You yeah. can really tell the difference when they knew it was time to switch gears and, and go at a slower tempo. Yeah, there was a couple of times where they, uh, you know, took a new angle and opened it up a little through the middle, but generally it was down the wings and, and controlled movement. Yeah. Uh, another thing which I think is a bit of a recurring theme, so it'll be interesting if this plays out throughout the year, a uh, bit of speed of ball movement when teams open up the angles and sort of switch it to the outside, they get out a little bit. There was a few times yeah, okay. against the doggies where they got out and their leg speed sort of we couldn't catch them and uh, they scored a few goals against us. Similar way Richmond got us for a few mm, goals. It only happens a few times. Yeah, I think they're just pressing there. so hard that sometimes they get burnt out the back. Yeah, I think that's true. But I am really liking what I'm seeing from the team defence. Doc said after the game um, he was chatting on Channel 7 that it's more tiring. There's a lot of running to cover for one well, another. We saw him do it. Yeah, yeah well and truly. But you, you can really see it happening. The selfless acts, I think that's really been drilled into them. But you could see that. Everyone's playing for each other. They are working so man. hard. There was one moment when I was watching the replay on Telly and it was in the second half and everyone was so tired and it was – we had tried to score and missed. It was the one where I think Harry took a mark outside 50 and chipped it into Durden and missed him. Yeah. But anyway, there was a bit of a tussle and then you saw the ball get moved and all the everyone was just hands on hips and all the doggies play sort of stay where they are and our guys just trudged off and worked their way and they actually managed to get across and block off the exit on the other side. They went and set up their team yeah, set up good, again. Good. I'm like, gee, they are working so hard. Working so hard. And you could tell that some of the goals when it wasn't going our way were from pure harassment and effort and surging it forward. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was messy in the midfield that both teams have very good midfielders. So it was a real just... You know, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, we weren't seeing any of the clean breaks out of the midfield this week that we saw the other week. Yeah, no, that's true. I really like the way we're playing for each other. It seems like we have a really clear game plan. Even when the coach isn't there and Chera's not there, people come in, they play their roles. Actually, someone I meant to mention to you in the second quarter, what do you think of Setterfield this week? 
Oh, same as the other week. Yeah. Just sort of did his, did did his think, job. I thought he was a bit better watching it on TV, you know, played his – nothing special but played his role. But you have got people who are turning up, playing the role, know the game plan it seems. Yeah. You could just – what a difference it makes. It does, yeah. He's not doing – he's just not doing anything – too wrong. No, uh, the, he's not blowing not the my best way of off. putting it, but <laughs> but you've got players like him, and just across the ground, I think you can tell we're playing with a bit more purpose and clarity. Yeah, which is which is good to see. Um, anything else before we think about what the coaches might do in terms of selection for next week and and the Hawks? No, I think the game plan's been been pretty clear. It's just I like the way that we are getting what um, we're taking what's being given to us. Yep. So in the first week it was the smalls, the crummers had their opportunities. Yeah. And then this the week, the, yeah. And then this week the talls had their opportunities. So it just shows that we have multiple avenues of winning a winning game. A game. Yeah, yeah. Which previously we didn't. It was like you know if Cripps doesn't dominate or if Harry doesn't kick six goals, what are we going to do? We're going to struggle to win. But I feel like nowadays you're like, oh, well, someone will bob up. We'll find a way. Yeah. yeah exactly. Which is nice. I love it. So we've got the Hawks next week on Sunday. Yes. Um which is going to mean a quick recording of the pod <laughs> after the game. Uh, obviously we'll have some selection changes with Chera available, possibly with Martin available, he'll come back in. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll both be back in. Who for? Oh, so tough, isn't Fog? it? I think Fog probably goes back out. Yep. Yeah, he did a good job, but He's I'd fine. rather see Martin in that role than Fogarty. Same. And then we've got Chera coming in and, oh, that's so tricky, isn't it? Who does he come in for? Maybe Setterfield? Yep, maybe Setters. I could see that. I feel like you dropped Setterfield or Lockie O'Brien. I I thought Ovis was on the fringe, but you're not. You are in. Yeah, but who? That's he's playing but small then Martin, forward. Yeah, I, I was more thinking if Martin ran through the midfield, but he's not at all. You could. Well, that's a. You know, that's not. A, you could. You could push Martin into the midfield. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't really played much midfield though, has he? No. Depends no, what he they're going to do with him. Boss. So it's probably you're probably right. It's probably Setterfield and Fogarty make way for. Um, Martin and Chera. I mean, I don't know though. It's a real toss-up. Great, but yeah, I don't know <laughs> either. And where would you be playing Walsh um, in that situation where you've got Chera, Hewitt, Cripps? I, I Walsh. think well, Walsh started on the wing a few times against the doggies, and I think you'll just see a little bit more of that. I think you'd see Chera and Walsh maybe starting on the wing a bit more, rotating through yeah. that position a bit more. Yeah, yeah, because we've got our, our bulls in the middle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and while they're very good, they're not the quickest bunch, and I think you got to keep them around the ball, Kennedy yeah. and Cripps and uh, Hewitt. Now. What's your take on the Hawks? You'd obviously hope that we line up well against them, but what's your thoughts? They're a bit rejuvenated under Mitchell yeah. coaching them. Uh, a sneaky a f- win? Yeah, a few guys back through injury. They surprised me with their win, but it should be a comfortable win, I think. We'd hope so. I'm I mean, go, I'm yeah. worried. This is the games we should win, and if we are the mature new team we hope we are, we need to step up against these teams. Good call, excellent call, sausage call. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> it's true though. There's other years where you know we get ourselves up for big games against tough opposition, and then we have horrible lapses against terrible opposition. So yeah, I want to bring yeah. the same intensity to the Hawks. Beat the top four team and lose to like the Suns. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, uh, it'd be be nice if we can get a nice solid win. Yeah. Uh, dream of three and zero. Oh, it, it's alive! It's alive <laughs> well. What about matchups? Is there anyone that? Uh, Weedering or – I mean, that's actually a question. Who comes in for OMAC? I know. I was going to ask you the same thing. Who do you think comes in? It's got to be Young, doesn't you it? You think Young's the obvious choice. Yeah. Although – Kemp. Yeah. I knew I was coming. <laughs> Good call, excellent call, sausage call. Not uh, bad, they haven't played him in the back line since we saw him there early in the preseason, so I don't know. I don't think that will actually happen. I think it will be Young. I think so too. So who would they be lining up on? 
Uh, the only uh, – are you catching me off guard a bit? But uh, they've got their – Mitch Lewis is their young, yeah. tall forward. So yeah. Weeders takes him again and then, see I don't know, see, yeah, see how the rest goes. Yeah. Uh, and then down back they've got Sicily who's back in good form but he plays that intercepting role as well. So yeah. Another important in for the team will be Michael Voss back in the coach's box. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that'll be good to see. Yeah. So we might see three changes. We'll have to probably see three changes going into the team next week. So we'll see Omak out. Oh, uh, Yes. And then Chera and um, Martin back So you in. don't think Plowman gets the spot? Oh, he's just not big enough, is he? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, he did fine this week, but the minute he came on, I thought, ooh. Yeah. That's not how you choose to line up if you, <laughs> if you, if you could plan it from the get-go. All right, Maddie, I think that's it for the coaches' box this week. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, the coaches, we should give a shout-out to our coaches. They all shuffled, apparently pl- coached different lines and some of them from the VFL coached AFL for the first time or something I was hearing after the game. Yeah, I think they called up on anyone that was available. Huge we had shuffling. Simpson coming yeah, out and helping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they all delivered and we got the result. Let's go into the fourth quarter. We'll play the buzzword and talk about some blues news in the mailbag. All right, Maddie, let's kick it off with the buzzword game, which if you're new to the blue pod, <sighs> we pick a word that the coach and spanner in the works this week, it wasn't Voss. I know, it was Hanson. It was Hanson. We pick a word we think they'll say over and over and whoever picks the word that they say the most wins. I must say I listened to Voss on, what was it, Footy Classified, and he said go to work like a thousand mm. times. It was in my mind because of the buzzword game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a phrase. I think I'm onto something there. I think you are. All right, let's play the intro and then talk about what word we picked. La, 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 la. She sings these words to me. She sings these words to me. So I had to come up with a new phrase this week for Ash. Yeah, exactly. New, an unknown quantity into the buzzword game. And you made me come in early and record it on a Friday, so I didn't have a chance to think when about you're it. When you hungover, it's just cruel, <laughs> isn't it? So I've just thrown composure out there because I thought maybe with okay. the way the game was played, you know. Keep your composure. Yeah, maybe proud of the way they held on or I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a Hail Mary. It's a Hail Mary. I'm going to pull a U and just repeat my. Uh, I thought that was cheating. Yeah, no, it's happening. Well, if you do it to me, I'll do it to you. I think growth is happening again. Go with growth again. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see what happens. Let's hear it. Pretty composed to stay composed, a big part of the growth. We've got a heap of growth in, and being composed is growing every week. It's a really good growth. Looking to continue to grow, and it's so much growth. It's great growth for a lot, great growth. Hey! Oh, I can't believe you got it again. Woo! Okay, I promise next week I won't pick growth again, but so I tell much you, growth oh, in the team. Bossy might be back. Yeah. I might be able to go to work. You might be able to go to work. <laughs> we know he will. Uh, good stuff, Maddie. All right, should we touch on the blues news before we go to the mailbag? <laughs> Love it. Uh, as we're recording this on the Friday after the game, there's not much breaking news, but I thought I'd mention you were at the game, so I don't know if you've seen it, but there was an awesome feature on Doherty uh, at halftime. Oh, no, I didn't get a chance to see that. He sat down with Hamish and did a fantastic interview, and I think it's up on the Channel 7 site, and it was really touching. He spoke about just how bad things got for him and um, how concerned he was and scared he was at certain points and how much the boys all doing the do-it-for-doc shave meant and basically the shock that he has that he's even made it back to round one himself. And... 
awesome, worth a, worth a watch. So I thought I'd just put it out there. If anyone hasn't watched it, I really enjoyed it and he's totally an inspiration. Doc, he was tuning into the meetings from his chemotherapy, the team meetings. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was sitting in his hospital bed on Zoom because wow. he's like, I was co-captain of the club, I knew my responsibility. Yeah. He's just a star. That's good. I'll definitely have to watch that during the week. Definitely. In terms of other news, we can only reflect on the news that's been, which is uh, the COVID situation. We had Voss coaching at home. Uh, what do you make of all of that? Apparently it went pretty well. Coined Ash Hansen. He just sort of yeah. chimed in here and there, let, the, let them go with it. I think yeah. uh, hopefully no news is good news this week. Let's hope for Let's hope. no more COVID cases. 10-day break, so hopefully, yeah, no more cases. But that's true. We do have a few days before they, you know, the seven-day protocol. Yeah. Winds yeah. up whatever. Unlike if you heard what's happening with West Coast today. Oh, they're using top-up players, They're aren't down they? to 15 AFL-listed players. Yeah. So we can't really complain. No. So I think we're a bit light on in the Blues news, but that's all right because we have Nonagina's mailbag. What have you brought for us from your neighbour, Nonagina, this week? Uh, we've got some delicious sponge cake with us this week. Oh, yeah. Hey. This used to be her husband's favourite. Oh. So she rolls this fan out regularly. We will do yeah. this in honour of Nonna Gina's um, late husband then. Uh, we're not stealing Matt's neighbour's mail. If you're new to the pod, she makes us treats that we eat each week when we do the mailbag. So we've named it after her. <laughs> Thank you, Nonna Gina, for this delicious sponge cake. Um, Maddie, before I get into the first question, I want to give a shout out to one of our followers, Balin Corbin. Actually, I should say, post your questions for Nonna Gina's mailbag by following us on Instagram at the.bluepod or on Twitter at the Blue Pod, also on TikTok. Um, we love to hear from you guys and then we answer your question. But Balin predicted that Cripps would be best on with 32 disposals and three goals. He was wrong in that he had 35 and disposals and two goals, but I thought that was not bad for That's Balin. great. Yeah, that's a very good pick. Yeah. Another question I've just realised I haven't written the names down of the Blue Crew that have asked us. Sorry, guys. But we had a question on Twitter from a member of the Blue Crew and they actually wanted to know about you and I and whether we are lifelong baggers and how we came to support the team. Do you want me to kick it off? Kick it off. So I think my – I was always a Blues fan when I was younger in, in primary school, but I think the real passion started when my best mate, who was also a Blues fan, we used to talk uh, a bit about the footy. And his dad worked on the gate at, well, now all called Icon Oval, Princess Park, Park back in the yeah. day. Uh, yeah. So we used to go in with him in the car, take a footy, would kick a footy around on the grass while he sat on the gate and waited for everyone to come in. And uh, then he would sneak us in, swipe on That's the gate awesome. and through we went. We'd just what sort of man. find a spot to stand or sit that was out of the way. And so we used to go to all the home games there for a couple of years. That's so cool. Snuck on uh, in. And I think that really just sort of stoked the fire. And then, yeah, growing up, uh, just, yeah, just kept on watching the, the blues and suffer through all the years. But uh, if you've come this far, you're a bagger for life. Yeah, I think we've both been members for over 15 years or something now, haven't we? Yeah, members for 15 years, lifelong supporters. I had the Carlton bib on me from birth, basically. Uh, <laughs> My parents were both Carlton supporters. My dad actually became a Carlton supporter when him and his brother were listening on the radio to a Carlton Collingwood grand final. I'm not sure what year, but... It's the one where Carlton had the huge comeback. I don't know what year. I think it might be in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I thought it was 70-something. Yeah. They were listening on the radio. They were at one of their uncle's 60th birthdays or something, and the whole family was going for Collingwood. And my dad and his uncle and my uncle, Uncle Colin, shout out if you're listening, Uncle Cole they started cheering for the Blues and it was really annoying the family and they decided Carlton started to stage a huge comeback and they decided if we, if Carlton win this game, we'll support Carlton for life. And Carlton did win the game and Uncle Colin and Dad do support Carlton for life. Both uh, Uncle Colin's, all of his kids, all of Dad's kids, 
all blue baggers actually except for my sister who's defected to the Hawks but she doesn't really follow footy. So Unfortunate. Yeah, really unfortunate. So dad was a hugely passionate blue bagger. Mum also a blue bagger, perhaps less passionate than dad. <laughs> but she went for the Blues for similar reasons. Her brother was a huge Collingwood supporter and to get under his skin she started supporting the Blues and it really worked. So she stuck with it. It was the 1970 grand final. There you go. 44 points down at half time. Biggest, and they came back. Yeah, biggest comeback in grand final and history. And that's how the dynasty of my family supporting the Blues began. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually, it was quite amusing. Dad sent me a very genuine message at some point last year after a heartbreaking loss where he said, when I was growing up, you know, Carlton were the best team and they were really fantastic and I'm feeling really guilty that you haven't experienced the joy. <laughs> and he felt really genuinely bad about it, which cracked me up. But, Dad, hopefully we are experiencing the joy now. Just makes the good times sweeter, doesn't it? Sure does. So thank you for that question. That's a background on, on us and we're both clearly lifelong passionate blue baggers. To something a bit more traditional, Maddie, the next question is where will Walsh play? Oh, we touched on this when Chera comes back in. Yeah, we did mention it. And I think it'll be a combination of wing and in the middle. So, yeah, yeah I think they'll just, depending on rotations, uh, they'll maybe spread the load. They've been very just only having the certain people in the center square. They've been sticking to pretty much the same Don't fix it if it isn't broken. But I think now that we've got more options, you might as well rotate through. But I imagine we'll see him and Chera rotating on the wing and in the middle. Yeah, I think so. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'll give you the next question there. From the sure. Box. Will Martin come straight back into the team? I think so. I think Fogarty didn't do have such a blinder that he cemented his spot. And Martin actually played pretty well in that um, the last quarter of the game against Richmond. So I imagine he will come straight back in. I'd be happy for him to come straight back in. It'd be rough if he didn't, wouldn't it? You have yeah. COVID, then you lose your spot in the team. No, yeah. I think he'll be back in. I think so too. Uh, another selection question to finish us off for the mailbag this week, Maddie, and then you can dive into your sponge cake. It's <laughs> it's amazing that Maddie hasn't. It must it's, really well, it's a big slice. And so... <laughs> Once I, I start. I think it's the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. Who is going to replace Omac if he can't get up? Again, we've touched on it, but let us know. Who do you think is coming in? They're going to – I think they'll pick Young, but I'm going to barrack for Kemp. Of course yeah, you are. Big surprise. <laughs> giving you a phrase, which is too predictable there. I would be happy if they named Kemp as well, but oh, our defensive line makes me nervous. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just got to get Kemp back in the team somehow. Oh, well, this might be the way. <laughs> he needs to reinvent himself as a defender. That rounds out the, the mailbag for this qu- this week, Maddie. Um, I should mention as well, I haven't mentioned it yet, our footy tipping. Yes. How'd you go? Well, I picked the Blues last night. In the first round, I was you terrible. Were terrible, yeah. I think you- I got four and I think I was lucky to get the four. Every single game where I was like, you know what, I will... You know, go yeah. out and live and go for that one. They Didn't I feel like gone all wrong. So yeah. it so wasn't a great start from me. That means there's still time. A few more baggers of uh, members of the Blue Crew have jumped on board. If you'd like to join the tipping, there's a link on the Twitter. We've tweeted it out and also on Instagram in our highlights. It says Blue Pod Tipping. Click on that and there's a link in the competition code. Not too late to join because no one's knocked anyone's socks off yet except shout out to Andrew Brajor and the Blue Boys. Both got seven last week. Andrew, I think, whose actual name is Nick, is leading the comp at the moment. Yeah, he tied with the other with Blue Boys. Oh, tied with Blue yeah, Boys. They both tipped seven in the first week. Well done, lads. And they both tipped Carlton last night. So oh, good okay. start. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a worry. All right, Maddie. What a game. Oh. What a start to the season. I can't believe it. it's almost like dreamland, isn't it? The start to the year. 
couldn't be much better. Yeah. I mean, it's always our favourite time of year and we're used to losing. I know. That's going to be like when we're Even winning. Even better this time of year. My heart rate last night in those last 10 minutes, I really had to focus on bringing it back down. It oh, so stressful. nervous at the game. And then one of the guys I was with had pulled out his phone and checked and he was like two minutes left. And I was like, oh, thank, oh, thank God, God, I can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it was so stressful. But how fantastic to get a win, defend the lead after some adversity this week. And I should say one of our listeners on Twitter said that they didn't mind that we had a bit of adversity, maybe focused our minds Steal a little bit. the group a little. Yeah, so let's hope we keep it rolling next week into the Hawthorne game. You're predicting a win for us? Of course. I'm going to go six goals, 36 points. Yeah, if we've arrived, we need to put them away and put them away properly. So yeah. I'm with you on that 30-point win will be my prediction. All right, we'll see you next week. Follow us at the.bluepod on Instagram, the Blue Pod on Twitter, and the Blue Pod on TikTok. And we'll be back next week after hopefully a win over the Hawks.